They say people are more afraid of public speaking than they are of dying. And as Seinfeld famously said, that means that at a funeral, people would rather be in the casket than delivering the eulogy. I'm so excited to bring on our next guest. He conquered his fear of public speaking so that he could grow his business. He's a serial entrepreneur with a wealth of knowledge and expertise in bringing products to market. He is a, an award-winning champion speaker, a two-time distinguished Toastmaster, which is the highest education award awarded by Toastmasters International, a speaking coach. He's currently co-authoring his first book, Fearless Speaking, with myself, and he happens to be my best friend. So I am very excited to introduce you to Stefano Casalter. You're listening to The Empowered Life with master coach and trainer of NLP, Terry Holland. Breakthrough to the life you deserve. Welcome. Good evening. Is it evening yet? <laughs> Not Almost. Even yet. It's four o'clock. <laughs> Close enough. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Good. Thanks good. for having me on. Thanks for coming on. So why don't we, um, why don't we talk about speaking? Sure. I love speaking. About speaking? Yeah. yeah. You have a good story about speaking. How you got well, into thanks. it? Well, thanks. Yeah. Well, I didn't always like speaking. And in fact, I never in my entire life did I think that I'd ever actually become a speaker. And it wasn't by choice. It was actually because I was forced to do it. <laughs> We, back in 2008, I had all my time and money invested in a, in a business and, mm-hmm. you know, we'd worked hard on this and, you know, we took it from my friend's garage to a plant, a factory on eight acres of land at Rock Rapids, Iowa. And one day somebody, a disgruntled employee decided to burn it down. Ooh. And... <clears throat> Basically, I lost all my life savings, and I had to start fresh. Now, my wife was pregnant with my son, Giovanni, and I had a daughter, young daughter, Isabella, and you know they were relying on me to take care of the family, to make an income, and I, I thought it would be easy. You know, I had a decent resume. I thought I could just go out and get a job, but... I found out it wasn't that easy because every time I went to an interview, I'd bomb. I'd actually break down in the interview, not crying, but just crumble. It was terrible. I hated being in front of people and talking. So the next thing I decided to do was, hey, I'll start a new business. So I decided to start an online marketing business. And the problem with that was, is I really figured out you have to have clients to have a successful business. <laughs> right. I, go figure. <laughs> so I couldn't go into businesses and talk to the owners. I couldn't pick up the phone and call people. It was a, a terrible thing for me. I, was, I had so much anxiety. I had so much, I, I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And I had to make videos and I had to make, all the successful people that were doing it were doing that. They were speaking and making videos and webinars. So I knew I had to do something. And that's where I finally started public speaking. And it wasn't easy for me because it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. 
is conquer the fear of public speaking. Hands down, the hardest thing. And I, I wish I had a better method to do it because, you know, wait, now I can see how easy it can be. But for me, it was revolutionary. I was, I started the most money I made in online marketing was getting up and selling, selling my products and services. Like imagine, you know, how amazing it is to be able to get up in front of people because 90% of the population won't do it. Right. And then influence a group of people instead of just influencing one person. I think it's incredible power. So I would get up and I would do presentations on online marketing and I teach people exactly how to do something. And this is back when I was first practicing and something magical happened after I got finished teaching people exactly how to do something. They come up to me afterwards and say, Hey, can you do it for me? (laughs) Nice. You can see how that works. You know, not only did I get up and do something that most people won't do, is I proved myself as an expert by getting up and doing that. I proved to these a group of people that I knew what I was talking about. So it was a, it was very powerful for me to that that one learning lesson was blew my mind. And I thought, wow, you know, if if I could do that just by getting up and speaking, that I couldn't imagine where I can take my life and my business. So that's where I fell in love with public speaking. Nice. Yeah. And how did you, how'd you overcome the fear? That was a, a tough part. I remember when I first started public speaking, I, I went to a public speaking club and I basically quit the first day that I went there because I was so humiliated. You know, we all, when we're first starting public speaking, you know, some people it, are born with it naturally. Well, they're not born with it. They learn it through life by whatever means that they have. They discover that it's useful or they talk a lot and they get up in front of people all the time. Well, I didn't do that. So I had to learn it. And I quit the first day. I said, you know what? I, I was humiliated. So there was no way I was going back that voice in the back of my mind. I don't know if you know what that one's like. Yes. Yeah. And it, it told me that I wasn't good enough. And it told me how, how stupid I was to even consider trying public speaking. Because wow. in the past, I'd already proven to myself that I was terrible at it. Mm-hmm. And I had a mentor named Mel. And he took me out for coffee. And we sat down and he said, so why aren't you, why aren't you coming back? And I said, well, I, I'm just not into this. I can't do it. You know, I don't even know why I considered that I could. And he said, well, think about it this way. Hey, do you play a musical instrument? I said, yeah, I play the trumpet. He said, well, what was it like the first time you put that trumpet to your lips and tried to play? He said, sounded like crap, didn't it? I was like, <laughs> yeah. Well, the first time you went up to speak, you might have thought it sounded like crap. But he said, the next time you go up, you're going to be a little less crappy. And the next time a little less crappy and less crappy until the time you can get up and speak and command in front of a tire audience. So he said it was a desensitization process. So that's how I first started to overcome the fear of public speaking. 
And unfortunately, I didn't have the magic of NLP and hypnosis <laughs> behind me. That would have sped the, pro the process up tenfold because my skills as a speaker, presenter, a leader, and everything has quadrupled ever since NLP and hypnosis, thanks to the Terry Holland, the queen of NLP. <laughs> thanks. The oracle. Thanks. Thanks. So how, so, how long would you say it did take you? Like, what was the journey until you felt confident speaking? It took me a few years. Yeah. Because I, I had to do a lot by myself. Right. Yeah. And I had a lot of figuring out to do, you know, it's trial and, trial and error. Like if, if you're stuck doing something yourself, you, you figure things out as you go, you try what works and you try, you figure out what doesn't work mm -hmm. and you do it over again, over again. And then one day I met my mentor, Ian and Ian is a amazing man. I remember watching him speak and he was teaching speakers on stage and once the speaker was done he got up and he talked and it was he could it was amazing it was almost like people transformed on stage just listening to his coaching wow. and i remember asking him later and i grabbed him i shook him i think man you gotta coach me you have to coach me please 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 <laughs> and he agreed and that's when my speaking really changed for the better it was like i had somebody that would that showed me the way and i wish i would have met this wonderful man mm -hmm. years before that they would have changed my life nice yeah yeah it's important to have a coach or a mentor yeah. someone to, to give you that guidance right mm -hmm. yeah it makes learning a lot faster absolutely so how have nlp and hypnosis helped you in your speaking well nlp has basically transform my life it's just made me a better communicator and i never really realized the power of language until i took your nlp training it was transformational the way i talk to people is nothing compared to the way i used to the way i can persuade people now is cool. like nothing else as well i never understood the power of language and what a gift that is when you're a public speaker. And hypnosis as well. It's, I call it the storytelling trance. And you mm -hmm. can, I know you know this, but if anybody like listening or watching knows this, is as soon as you start telling a story, people start to go into a trance. Yes. And it draws them in. And there's nothing more powerful than decreasing resistance and motivating people and teaching people than using your stories. So NLP and hypnosis have given me a, a wonderful way to put my messages forward until they're the most persuasive and engaging that they can be. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do you see my dog? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> Yeah, Stefan's wife is just sneaking by in the background. <laughs> I've got, uh, yeah, it's Sunday, so the house is crazy. I'm actually impressed that they've left me alone for this long, alone for this long. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Yeah. So we have a program. Yes, we do. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I would love to. Yeah, let's Because 
it's it's one of the biggest passions of my life and your life i assume yes. is is the complete speaker system yeah and it's everything it's everything that we've learned through our lives and put together to create the most can you hear that parking i can <laughs> to make the most compelling and engaging speaker system that's out there yes yeah and we combine nlp hypnosis and speechcraft public speaking yeah one training which i think is really cool and unique yes i think it it's is. what makes us different what we're offering different hmm. yeah. there is nothing out there like this and no. i think that's why i'm so excited about it the way we've developed it and we've done the fearless speaker system, which is just a small part of the complete speaker system, which is a, a weekend seminar. And oh, is that fun? So much fun. Yeah. I have a blast. You're, you're so fun to work with. And everybody that comes there is, it's a nice supportive environment for people to come and feel safe and learn the techniques that not only make you consciously effective, but unconsciously as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the, you know, my favorite feedback that we get from the Fearless Speaking Weekend is people say it's fun. Mm. They have fun doing it because when people come in with a fear of speaking, to actually have fun doing it, I think that's the magic of it. It doesn't have to be hard, does it? Right. No, yeah, it's it, a lot of fun. Yeah, it can be. And, and just seeing people grow and, you know, like these skills have been so life transforming for me that to see people actually get the same benefit out of it and grow and become, become confident speakers is such a, an amazing, satisfying feeling for me is because it is my passion. Public speaking is my passion. And I wish everybody could get that as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I think especially for business owners, like how you used it in your business when you started your new business, how to, to grow it and how to get clients. But I think like, would you agree that any business owner, if they learn the skill of public speaking, it's going to improve their business? 100%. 100% you can improve your business. Well, think of it this way, your competition. Mm -hmm. What's the one thing that people don't like doing in this world is getting up and making presentations, is public speaking. Yeah. So can you imagine how much that puts you above your competition being able to do that? It's an amazing, and not just, and it doesn't matter. You can have an audience of one or an audience of a thousand. Just being able to communicate properly is such a powerful skill and it will put you above others in your business. Definitely. We're in the information world. Knowledge isn't, isn't power anymore. Your competition has access to the same amount of knowledge that you do. But do they have what it takes to get up and present? That is the magic. That is the skill that will make the difference between you and your competition. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And being able to do it confidently. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing about NLP is we want to be not just get up and do our presentation to be consciously effective. We want to give out the signals that touch people on an unconscious level as well. Mm -hmm. And not a lot of people know how to do that. Not a lot of people know how to have that presence on stage, how to stand properly, how to use their language properly. Yeah. Gesture. Yeah. 
Yes. That was yeah. my thing as a new speaker was I just, I didn't know what to do with my hands. Mm-hmm. Right. And I yeah. find a lot of new speakers say that they go, what do I, I don't know what to, where to put my hands. I don't know what to do. And a lot of mm-hmm. those things can be, can be tells for someone that they're, they're not confident doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Do you want to give them some tips maybe for, for some of those tells when you're not feeling confident, some of the ways that that's communicated unconsciously or some things they can do to appear more confident? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, it's your, it's the way you stand. Mm-hmm. The way you stand and the way you present yourself on stage is, it's essential. You could be 100% confident in your speaking, but if you don't look confident, that's a problem. So what we do is a lot of people throughout our lives are gaining bad habits. You know, bad habits, the way we stand, bad habits, the way we use our hands. There's so many things that we've learned. So you learn how to make new gestures and new stances that may seem uncomfortable at first, but you know, when you're breaking bad habits, that's what you have to do. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So we use the speaker stance in our trainings in our theater speaker system and the speaker stances allows you to take advantage of all your available height. Mm-hmm. It, your, your hips are square, your feet are facing forward and your spine is lengthened. And this gives you the presence on stage that you need to look confident. You know, a lot of people you, you'll see beginning speakers, a, they have one foot pointing, they shifting their hips like this, and it makes you look shifty. Right. So that's one thing we teach is how to stand properly. Mm-hmm. Another one is we like to, we teach is how to use the stage properly. Yeah. Yeah. And you're a, used to be a professional actor. I was. Yes. And a lot of people don't know that, storytelling is the base of everything we do. If you're inspiring, if you're selling, storytelling is very important. It's the key. If you don't want to be boring. Right. Yeah. If you want to make people, if you want to entertain people and sell your products or motivate, you have to be entertaining and you have to tell stories. And in telling those stories, you need to use the stage in a certain way. Right. What you drinking? I'm drinking kombucha. I know you don't like it. <laughs> Actually, our Jessica made some good kombucha that time. That's the only one I've really enjoyed. Yeah, Jessica was in our fearless speaking weekend, and she brought some some homemade kombucha in. Mm. Yeah, she sent me the recipe for how to make it. I still haven't still haven't braved it yet. Well, yeah, I, I don't know if I'd brave <laughs> your kombucha. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm sure i could do it i could do it it's kind of gross <laughs> so so another thing how about how about your stories you want to think a lot of people that are interested in public speaking think they have nothing to talk about yeah you do have lots to talk about i used to think that i thought i had no stories mm-hmm. i hadn't done anything spectacularly great i hadn't had anything super horrible happen to me Mm-hmm. So I thought, but, well, what would I ever talk about? Yeah, well, the fact is, you don't have to survive cancer or climb Mount Everest or what well, was a pretty cool things, but yeah, well, climb Mount Everest is Everest. anyway. 
but you could you survive cancer. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't need to have done that to tell stories. No. You don't have to. You can use any lesson you've learned or anything in your history that you've learned that you can pass on to other people totally. and tell lessons. You could, you could teach lessons with the simplest stories. And we've all lived these wonderful lives. And by doing the story flushing process that we do, it flushes those stories out and you realize, oh yeah, you know, I did. There was that, that soccer coach that taught me that lesson. Or my, you know, my, my grandpa told me this one time and it really made a big difference in my life. There's so many things that you can go back and find that you can use as ammunition for your story journal. I get a lot from my dog. <laughs> yes, absolutely. He's a wealth of stories. He's amazing. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He's not amazing when he eats all the candies. No. No. Rufus ate a bowl of candies I left out from a training the other day. Climbed up onto the table, ate a whole bowl of Werther's wrappers and all. <laughs> and and I came home and I thought, wow, they really ate a lot of candy. <laughs> <laughs> they went through a lot today. And then I went upstairs to my house and he had thrown up Werther's caramel candy all over the floor with the wrappers all over my hallway upstairs. Oh, it's so funny because it didn't happen to me. I know. And then he <laughs> so much water that night. I think because he was, his blood sugar was probably through the roof. <laughs> He's probably had a tummy ache. Wrappers. I don't know what. He ate all the wrappers. So gross. Fair enough. It's hard when you don't have opposable thumbs. <laughs> Fair enough. You, do you use what you can. You use what you have. We do the best with the good <laughs> gifts that God's given us. <laughs> yeah, so I just imagine him inhaling the bowl, like one big mouthful, <laughs> swallowing them all, and then getting sick. Oh, so what's the lesson in that? Not to leave the candy out. <laughs> That's the lesson. Yeah. Use what you've got. Be That's right. Amazing. Oh, wow. You just get, just, you just had two, two interesting messages that you could have taken from that funny story. That's good. Yeah. Uh, and uh, You're if good you have at a this. dog, get a carpet cleaner. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But we teach that. We teach that our fearless speaking, how to find lessons in your stories, how to find the message. Mm -hmm. There's a message in everything. I think my mom's one of my mom's a great storyteller. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she doesn't think so, but she on my my life she always and my grandfather she probably got it from my grandfather because my grandfather was amazing too. Cool. And you know he would. You ever heard had sat down with somebody and they're telling you the story, and you ended up just sitting there thinking, um, mm, "Cool story, bro." All the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. You may have won this time, Terry Holland. But yeah, so, <laughs> but my mom and my grandpa had always, they always tag a lesson to their story. That's and good. it's, yeah, it's, it's my opinion. Every, every story should have a lesson or a meaning or some purpose. Purpose is the word. You know, yeah. Whether it's to entertain, to make you laugh, or to teach you a lesson. And by practicing finding your stories, you start to see these little lessons in life. And you can start recording these lessons. I have a story journal 
and you do too, yes. that we create, that we can keep these stories. Our, our minds, our memories are fleeting sometimes. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're, you have a busy life, you keep a story journal. You write down your stories. You write down your lessons that you see every week. You write down the messages yeah. that you get from those stories. And you, you start to train your neurology to see these things in everyday life. So now, if, I, if I'm ever called upon, and as a speaker, you know, you'll be called upon maybe last minute to do a presentation or a paid speaking gig or to sit in for somebody that's sick. So you'll have to do something last minute. If I'm called on for anything, I can just go to my story journal. I've got everything sorted out by message. I'll just pull a story out and I can create a keynote speech in less than half an hour. Amazing. Yeah. So it's good to be prepared. And that's one thing that we teach you is how to train your neurology to start seeing these things in real life. Totally. When we were last week, I had an NLP practitioner training and Felicia was in the training. Felicia did our fearless speaking weekend. And I was so proud of her when we got to the metaphor section. Yeah. She talked about her story journal. Amazing. She's been doing it. And she talked about it and how she's been collecting stories. I love it. I'm so proud of her. I'm so proud of her. Yeah. See, that's an amazing lesson is most of us, when we go to a seminar, we just, we take our book and we put it on the, on the shelf. And we shelf. don't even, what's that? It's shelf help. <laughs> Thanks for stealing my <laughs> You did too. We've been doing this stuff. We've been doing this self stuff so long. (laughs) Anyways, thanks for ruining my uh, my little foundational phrase, though. But yeah, like when when you go to a seminar, when like that's one thing we expect people if they want to become great speakers, and we're teaching them is do it. Yeah. The only way to get really good at something is to do it. You don't want to dabble. No. Because if you dabble, you get dabbling results. <laughs> you were going to steal yeah. that one too, weren't you? <laughs> I know your material consultant. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So we actually have, we just started a mastermind. Yes, we did. That's important is that when you leave an event, you have to, and you leave a training like this, where do you practice? Mm-hmm. Right? If you want to become really excellent at something, you need to practice. Absolutely. And it's just like anything in life. Mm-hmm. You have to practice if you want to get good at it. And the old piano metaphor we always use, you know, if you want to do a piano recital, don't steal this one. Okay. If you have a, <laughs> if you have a piano recital, you don't, you don't practice piano. You get up there and you, you hammer the keys mm-hmm. and it makes sound, but that's not music. Right. You have to practice and train your neurology to become good at things. Mm-hmm. And where else do you do it if you don't come together? And that's what we do for the mastermind. I'm so excited about this because I wish I had something like this when I first started speaking. Totally. And it's good because it's a group process. So you have other people that you, you do it with mm-hmm. and you get to learn from their training as well. And you get to practice your own stuff. And it's anything worthwhile doing in life takes effort. And this is the best way to fast track yourself to becoming the best speaker you can be is through this sort of mastermind. And that's why we've created it. Yeah. I'm excited about it. Our first one's this week. 
yeah. I'm pumped. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. It's important. It's important to also get good feedback. Right? Yes. There's a, yeah, go there's ahead. a lot of foo- foolish feedback out there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's what really hurt me starting out as well was because I used to get foolish feedback. Yeah. And I used to get up and, and use that feedback in my speeches. And it wasn't until I met Ian, my mentor, my coach, mm-hmm. who corrected that stuff. And he told me, you know, you take all the feedback and you look for commonalities. The commonalities are something you should consider. Mm-hmm. But what you really should do is get a speaker that you really, really respect. And a coach or a mentor and take that feedback or take the commonalities to that person and help them grow you into a great speaker because there's a lot of crappy feedback out there. Yep. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. So when's our next fearless speaking weekend? When is that? March, March 16th, 17th. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about that. I'll post a link for it. Cool. So if anyone wants to, if you want more information on it, it'll be there. And eventually, I don't know, I think we should do an online one. That would be kind of fun. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. We should try it out anyways. We should try it out. So for all the people who aren't local, if mm-hmm. you're interested in that, then uh, send us a message. Right? Let us know. That sounds like fun. I think so. Everything we do is fun. Uh, that is true. But <laughs> We have a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. So I'll post the information below for that. And for our 48 tips. Yeah. 48 tips. That way. We'll yeah. If you, yeah. If you want to start to become a great speaker tomorrow, mm-hmm. we got 48 tips on how you can do it. Yeah. So download that and start making changes right now. Yes. Cool. Well, thanks for coming on and hanging out with me. Well, thanks for having me. I always have a good time. Thanks for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please leave us a five-star iTunes review and check out the show notes for those links that we mentioned in the episode for the 48 tips for speakers, more information on our fearless speaking weekend. And, and also forgot to mention, but we launched a complete speaker system podcast. So I'll post a link to that as well. Make sure you check that out and subscribe to that as well. So thanks for listening. Hope you have a fantastic day.